This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. All right, everybody, it's time for another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shenton, and with me today, I got Mr. Joe Buckshness. Uh Joe Herman's out about on the town filling the needs of chefs and uh, duty call today, so he had to run away, but I uh, got Joe Buckshness in here, and he is a wealth of knowledge, especially when it comes to this farmer's market thing, and he's up and uh, abreast of what's coming in on the market now. Uh, see, we, you brought out some eggplant and squash here, Joe. Yes. Um, thanks for having me once again. Amazing kind of warm weather veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, eggplant coming from her and Kong Tao. Um, lots of different varietals, Chinese, Italian, American, and uh, I believe we had some Thai eggplant in there. Yeah, so I saw. Uh, the the Thai ones are the, like the green ones with like the little little kind of ver- like variegated stripes. Yeah, and they're they're deal. almost the size of like a egg almost. Correct, yeah. absolutely. And and I saw not yet this year, but like the little white ones. Are those something we see too from the farmers market? Yes, those should be coming in shortly. I believe from Wiser Farms, uh, Calliope eggplant as well. So smaller in size, like an egg, but purple and white variegated stripes. So so eggplant's another thing that just loves the heat and yes. just uh, boom, you know. Here we go with some heat, and all of a sudden we're starting to see these varieties. Super yes. cool. Kind of same deal with squash, right? Another Absolutely. another summer staple that yes. just you know goes crazy when it gets hot. Yeah. I see we got like a squash mix here. Yeah, we have some uh, gold bar. We have some Romanesco squash. Uh, I believe we have some sunburst. That's like a patty pan style uh-huh. uh, squash in the cooler. Perfect for the grill. Perfect for summer. I mean, 4th of July is right around the corner. So right. um, the veggies are hitting hard and a lot of really nice fruit coming out as well. Cool. Like what? Uh, what's going on in the fruit department? Um, melons from Murray Family Farms. Mel- you know, Moonock. melons are one of those things that I just didn't realize how. Again, you know, when you 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 start getting exposed to the farmers market varietals, and like you you just don't understand how special yeah. some of these things can be that aren't you know that are just getting normal yeah. conventional commodities. When you get these crazy little heirloom varieties. Mm-hmm. You know, these things blow you away. So what melons did we bring in this week, and where are they coming from? So three different melons. Uh, we're getting the lambkin. Uh, I believe that is from Murray Family Farms, uh-huh. and that's kind of kind of looks like a peel de sapo, like a, a speckled kind of yellow and greenish exterior flesh. That's a dinosaur egg, definitely. Correct. <laughs> uh, a little musky, like a muskmelon-esque uh-huh. on the inside, green flesh, nice and firm. Rocky Sweets coming from, I believe, Moonock, as well, or coming from Moonock. Uh, uh-huh. Beautiful kind of cantaloupe exterior. But green flesh on the inside. So it looks delicious. like a honey, more like a honeydew. Um, on the inside, cantaloupe exterior. Okay. And then the honey lope, honey lope. looks like a, let's say, uh, a honeydew. Honeydew exterior, green but it's flesh. Cantaloupe on the inside. Or yes, I'm sorry, opposite. Yes, yeah, orange on orange, the inside. And I tried that honey lope yesterday. Next level. Dude, right? Yeah. I mean, just the sweetness life. is full there. It's got this like crazy round flavor that's just. You know, so complex, and there's so much going on in there, and it's just, I mean, dynamite. Dynam- Man, melons. Dynamite's the word. Melons sure. are awesome. So cool. We got lots of summer staples mm-hmm. coming through. This warm weather is really helping stuff out just in time for the 4th of July. Yes. Summer solstice just passed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on in the market. Now, you've been out selling this directly to chefs, too, and you got to go over to uh, Intercontinental and Vistal. Vistal. Vistal yes. is the restaurant inside Intercontinental. Yeah. And Amy DiBiase, she's a chef over there. And she was 
originally just the chef de cuisine of Vestal, but mm-hmm. she recently got promoted to yeah. the executive chef of the entire property. Absolutely. And congratulations, chef. Yeah, yeah, congratulations, chef. Well earned. Yes. Well earned. Um, and she, the thing about her that I love is when she gets on the farmer's marker truck, she goes in there with no plan, right? Absolutely. And she's just like looking around and she's like, boom, that's, that looks awesome. That tastes awesome. And let's dive into it. So yeah. what are you seeing her buy? What are you, what's going on with her? So um, Intercontinental, it's a huge property. Yeah. Uh, just got developed right by the Midway Museum, if you're familiar with our harbor. Down, down on the down bayfront, yeah. Correct. Harbor Drive. Uh, right next to the cruise ship port. So lots of tourists. Um, beautiful location. Harbor Drive and Broadway. Yeah. yeah and right, we, right between the 101 and Harbor Drive. Yes. Um, absolute beautiful spot. Um, so they're sourcing, sourcing local produce from us, local fish from Catalina and from Tuna Dockside local bread, and they even have their custom uh, jam blend from Jackie's Jams. Yeah, they're they're hyper-local. They yes. want they don't want anything in their property. Absolutely. Even they, one of their um, – they do these masa fries that are like – Oh, my gosh. Like super, super killer. And that's – they're kind of one of their little unique side yeah. takes, especially it's a great accompaniment for lunch. But I had them – we sourced for them California organic grown corn for their masa. Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean that's that's the extent they're taking this hyper local theme to it and which fits perfectly with the the farmers market program, right? A- absolutely. So chef comes on board, uh, they had a baby shower. So um imagine uh this amazing property, you know, tailoring their menu from the farmers market for a baby shower. I just had a taco truck at mine, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it it you know Beautiful custom menu for yeah. this mother and father to be, um, and a couple other items that I wanted to uh, kind of bring to light was this dish. It was a chili orange blackened baja prawns, grilled artichokes, um, celery leaves, oven dried tomatoes, and a Meyer lemon salsa with a harissa aioli. That sounds stupid good. Yeah, so that was one that kind of stuck out. But you know, Chef really has been a huge supporter of the farmers market and here uh, at Specialty. You know, she does amazing stuff. Yeah, you know, some of my favorite chefs are the ones who really get into the truck. Hands on. And, you know, are just in there, just, again, trying everything, so excited to try, and then let that truck really inspire them. And how can I, this tastes great, how can I use it? And that's such an awesome way to think and prepare and design a menu. So props to Chef Amy DiBiase, and a big congratulations from all of us over here at the Dine Local San Diego Podcast. Yes. All right, guys. We got the chef of Tahona, a brand new uh, tequila, bar, or I'm sorry, mezcal, mezcaleria, uh, over here in Old Town, San Diego. He's going to be joining us here in just a second, so stay tuned for that. All right, everybody. We're back, and it's time for the main ingredient. And we are so lucky today to have Chef Adrian Villarreal of Tahona Mezcaleria, and it's a bar right over here in Old Town. Perfect spot for Mezcaleria. Um, you guys have been open for a couple months now. Tell me about your spot, Chef. Yes, um, relocated next to the uh, Old Town Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been there for open almost seven months now. Uh, well, like you said, it's like it's right in the spot in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys have been uh, well received, uh, definitely. And you're doing some awesome, awesome food over there. What's some of your favorite stuff going on the menu right now? Uh, well, one of the most well accept- accepted uh, dishes so far, uh, I think, is a pulpo, mm-hmm. which is like a staple. The octopus. Uh, octopus. Yeah. Uh, a staple uh, protein. Uh huh. And what uh, are you doing with that? Uh, well, we cook, slow cook it. Yeah. Just tender and, you know, like juicy. Just perfectly cooked, so to say. <laughs> uh, and then we 
do a little crisping up mm-hmm. the fryer and then grill it, which has been working. So three techniques on that thing. Yes. And then what, what's addressed in? Sorry? Is it like what's a, what's accompanying? Oh, well, that's the fun part because we've uh, so far had two sides to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was more on a wintry, you know, autumn kind of gig with sweet potatoes we had like chorizo in there, which mm-hmm. is like a traditional chorizo and pulpo. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're friends, right? Yeah, very much. And um, that, you know, butter yeah. always makes it better. So that was well accepted. <laughs> and then for our spring menu, we brought in some new additions. Uh, we, we try to, we showcase and we prepare mole uh-huh. in-house. So uh, we started with a green mole, also called PPN. Um, well, I, what... Green mole PPN. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Like, I've ne- like to me, that's something completely foreign. I've never heard of a green mole. So, uh, mezcal is... Besides guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> mezcal is normally associated with the state of Oaxaca. Uh-huh. Uh, Oaxaca, they, it's also, some people call it the land of seven moles. Okay. Mole, it's a, some might call it a type of sauce. Yeah. It's a, a Baroque sauce. That means that it has many ingredients of many contexts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this particular mole, the green one, it, it tends to be fresh, of course, green in color. Mm-hmm. And, uh, From fresh, like bright ingredients. Yes. Uh, compared to other moles, mm-hmm. which use which, more like dry ingredients. Yeah. This one has like fresh peppers. Uh, we use tomatillo, so it provides the base and mm-hmm. uh, the, the, most of the color. And uh, so it's bright. Tomatillos are, you know, as, you know, like they have a really bright color. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, so this mole, we it's basically tomatillo and pepitas, which is like pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Uh, then we we season it with all kinds of uh, of spices, mm-hmm. uh, including cumin. Yeah, we actually add cardamom to it, uh, cilantro, green peppers. And is it more like a paste, or is it actually like comes out like a sauce? Some places you might find it as a more as a pasty thick sauce. Uh-huh. We we try to make it. And I think we we're succeeding at that uh, velvety, creamy sauce. Yeah, but it's just incredible. Uh, it's 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 tough to make. Uh huh. Well, mole, well, you know, I think that's one of those things that is not really good unless it is a labor of love. When you talk about the moles and just how complex they are flavor wise, you know, it takes complex effort to get a complex flavor. You know, and it's awesome that you're doing this from scratch. That's cool. We just, since the first day, it was like a set goal to mm-hmm. to make our moles, our uh, our black mole negro, mm-hmm. black mole. It's almost seven months old now, so we've been feeding it because like like a starter. Uh, yeah, like a like, like a sourdough dough. starter kind of thing. Yeah, so it gets it keeps getting better and better and more complex. So is there like a little bit of fermentation going on there? Or? Yes, like oh. fermentation. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, see, you know, when we talk about culinary trends and things that are happening right now, I think that's like the next frontier of flavor is that little bit of fermentation. I mean, that just opens up this whole complexity to explore for a chef. And it's, you know, normally we're working with like, you know, uh, as a chef, you're working with like sweet, hot, spicy, sour, you know, kind of like basic lust flavors. But then when you get into... Uh, you know what's going on with fermentation and stuff. It opens this this incredible complexity that is such a real deep dive into flavor and just uniqueness. So that's you know 
something that's really cool that you're devel- you're taking that next step and then putting it into this classic traditional Oaxacan mole that then ties <laughs> yeah. it into this theme of the restaurant that is the mezcaleria. So th- yes. so that's a labor of love for you. That's that that's part of your heritage and picking up a little bit of an accent and you are you Mexican yourself? Yes, um or Mexican American from Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexican American nowadays. Mm-hmm. But uh born and raised in Tijuana. And so you know, I imagine that really affects your cuisine a lot, you know, just the, yes, the heritage totally. aspect of it. And what, you know, we kind of touched a little bit on it earlier, but you also did some volunteering, and that's really what was occupying your life for the last several years, right? Yes. Uh, so I worked for the volunteers in a really random like kind of situation, Volunteers of America, for uh-huh. over four years, uh, doing what we call social kitchening. That sounds so amazing to me. So tell me a little bit about that, please. So uh, this place takes care of uh, people that are under... I don't want, it's difficult situations in mm-hmm. life, uh, including uh, veterans, uh, people with uh, problems of addiction, uh, elderly people, mm-hmm. and also recently school kids with school lunches. Wow. That need to be fixed or, you know, upgraded yeah. to more fresh yeah. stuff. Uh, it was really an experience. We had a garden in the back with heirloom, uh, crazy stuff that we started, uh, by throwing a bunch of butter squash seeds that we had. It was mm-hmm. like an empty lot. Mm-hmm. And then we started a garden growing like over 20 different varieties of tomatoes. Oh, wow. All of them, heirloom, chilies, ghost pepper, like you name it. It's, it's That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. You know, and giving back when it comes to food, um, you know, it, you know, there's such a need for hunger is such an issue through for so many different people in this country and abroad uh, and from all different walks of life. And that's an amazing uh, that you were able to dedicate your skill and your passion to that for so many years. Uh, thank you, chef. Well, uh, thank you. No, it's a um, pleasure. Super cool. So you guys got to go check out Tahona. What else do you want to tell me about Tahona real quick? Anything that we missed? Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a really a spot to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some hype to it right now, but yeah. honestly, I think the, the skill and the, and the, the actual product, actually measures up to the to the hype. I think we're doing really nice stuff yeah. on heart. Everybody's super dedicated and passionate about what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's awesome. When you when you have a team that you can trust and uh, you can feel their passion. Uh one of the, the kind of reoccurring themes I talk about a lot in this podcast, I think food comes from a good place. And if you have a positive environment where the chef is that leading positive influencer, I feel like you know, that really gets, you can taste that in their food. And uh, I can tell just by spending a couple minutes with you this morning that you were one of those inspirational guys. And thank you, Chef, for coming in and sharing with us today. Uh, you guys got to go check out Tahona Bar. That's right down in Old Town. Um, again, it was right now to the Old Town Cemetery? The building next to the cemetery. It's like a white building. It's beautiful white. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to do it for us today here on the Dine Local San Diego podcast. Join us again next week. We'll talk to you again soon.